Welcome to Fuck the Laundry, conversations for purpose-driven women who have better things to do. I'm your host, Elise Nation, intuitive transformation coach and highly sensitive mum of two, on a mission to empower you to be the shero of your story. Join me as we explore how to 10x the shit out of life, love and business. Before we begin this episode, I wanted to share with you the energies that I have chosen myself to marinate in this year for 2023, and they are luxury and pleasure. And I'd love to invite you to feel into if you could choose an energy or energies that you would like to invite more of into your world this year, what would they be? And let's get on with the show. Well, hello, queens. Happy 2023. I feel like I haven't really recorded anything for a little while, um, although it's only been a couple of weeks, maybe like two weeks. Um, but I've really just been stuck with what I actually desire to say because it's been a pretty intense couple of weeks on my end and there's been so much percolating that it's been a bit of a mind fuck (laughs) to really what I would like to share what might actually contribute to you and I also have been like playing with how much of myself do I share and seeing all around me um, particularly at least in the social media world and the lens that I'm viewing that through is um, desiring to see more of the process that people go through to actually get to the highlights. Um, I feel that often there is like an ease to share when we accomplish something that we've been working towards for such a long time. but that often half the process or even three quarters of the process is missing and it gives this um, warped perspective of what is actually true. Um, And so I think I've found, at least up until now, this podcast as a space for me to be Um, that person that I've been looking for, someone who shares vulnerably when shit isn't going well or um, when I have emotional, mental challenges, how I navigate them, how I show up when I feel like I'm deep in the shit, Um, the shifts and mindset changes and tools and things I use to lift myself out of those places. Um, 
to get to the gold. Um, and over Christmas, I really didn't have a great time and it wasn't like a huge amount of like it wasn't like the whole period of Christmas like I I realized after I shared something um to my my Facebook network that everybody's interpretation even of like a period of time is different <laughs> so if I say Christmas it could just be one day, but someone could interpret that as like the whole month leading up to Christmas was a shit time. Um, and it's really been interesting for me to see how other people read into something or how they misinterpret what I feel I'm saying due to their triggers or their own wounds or their own... Uh, shadowy parts of themselves um, and so I, it's I really don't know like what the answer is to any of that because I desire to be able to share of myself um, m more than I have before because I, I consider myself a very private person and a lot of at least the first 30 years of my life, it was like I didn't show the process. I didn't show how I found would get myself back to a, a space of centeredness or peace. Um, I would only show my face to someone when I was out of that, when I was like in a, a zen-like space. And... I think it really inhibited my ability to connect with people on the level that I was longing for because it's like not really letting anyone get close um, and be with me in the challenging parts of um, life um, and really allow myself to receive the gift of others when times get tough and I would be in a place where I needed to ask for help and I really struggled with that for a very long time um, and since, since having kids especially having two kids I really noticed the energy of that coming up um, leading up to the birth of my second child that I needed to allow myself to receive more, to ask for more um, because the way that I wanted to experience mothering was not me trying to do it all on myself and sacrificing every part of me and thinking that it was just on me to meet every need of my child um, because yes, like of course as mothers our milk and our bodies fully sustain our children for their the early stages of life but like who sustains us who is there to hold us and I had this I said this to my partner the other day I said you don't need to worry about the kids you need to worry about me because I'm always thinking about the kids 
And so their every need will always be met because that is my number one priority. But I need someone who has my back, who can support me in ensuring that I take that time to meet my needs and also um, feel supported in that. And that was an interesting conversation, but I'm sort of like going back back to where I had a not great time over Christmas. Um, and it was really interesting because it, we went down to Victoria. We were gifted this beautiful um, beautiful like homestead on five acres down in Point Lonsdale, which is the Bellarine Peninsula. So Mornington Peninsula is one side, Bellarine Peninsula is on the other side, down past Geelong. And I spent the first week just in this absolute immense gratitude. My kids were like running around the house just giggling because there was so much space and it was just exciting to be out of our environment, um, somewhere new, swans on the lake um, and just going from like a two-bedroom townhouse to a big four-bedroom like felt like a kilometre from walking from one end of the house to the other. Um, it was incredible and I just couldn't believe, I felt so powerful because as I walked into the house, the kitchen looked exactly like this image I had on my vision board and it was like I'd manifested my dream house, like I was living in my dream house and I'd been writing those words for days and weeks leading up to this holiday, not knowing that this house would look the way that it did. So here I was, like living, as my word said, I am now living in my dream home. <laughs> and I thought, this is really interesting. I'm living in my dream home, but it's not mine. I need to ask for that next. <laughs> I need to uh, clarify my ask. Um, so the first week was like glorious bliss. I didn't even care when, uh, you know, there were some days where it was just pissing down rain and Melbourne weather just switched as it does and it was freezing cold and we had a fire going. Um, I was just enjoying all of it. I was enjoying that the desire that I had allowed myself to have to ask bigger and um, to really luxuriate in that had materialised. How does it get any better? Um, but we did notice um, that there was sort of a heaviness around. And I, I didn't want to acknowledge it. I was like, no, I want to stay stay in the bliss bomb. Um, you know, where, where my focus, where my attention goes, energy flows sort of thing. And uh, sort of the, the last you know, second week into the third week, the energy did drop a bit. There were challenges of not being in our normal routine, um, not swimming in the ocean because it was too cold for us, um, not really having very comfortable beds to sleep in, um, just really very small things that over time sort of tipped the balance enough um, for both me and fiance to not be so happy in our bodies and 
there ended up being like out of the blue kind of a couple of triggers that set us off on this shitstorm of um, like wounding and getting caught up in the past and playing out really like family patterns. And it was so funny because the episode I posted recently about breaking the cycle um, was all about that. It was like so timely because I recorded that some time ago and and it was so appropriate for that week that I was navigating all of that. And just feeling like really in like despair. And I've noticed something about the energy of places. When coming back home now, having sort of sat for a little bit of time and integrating and reflecting on that period because it was it was like while I was in it, it felt so intense. And now I'm back home, I was I've just been asking myself like, what the fuck was all what was that all about? Because it, it, I can see it as like a big joke now. Um, but it didn't feel like that at the time. It all felt very real. And I have noticed in, in the space I'm in now, in Sunshine Coast, whenever stuff comes up, I feel like there's this lightness. And to even the environment I'm in, and there's an ease to that passing, that energy shifting. Whereas when I was down in Melbourne, it was like rock bottom really fast. Like I spent a couple of days just absolutely howling my guts out. (laughs) Yeah, everything felt really big. And uh, after sitting in it for a few days um, and... It felt like nearly having a breakup with my with my fiance because we were both just triggering the shit out of each other, um, and not particularly in a very enlightened space to be able to see what was really happening, um, and that was you know playing out family family wounds and also realizing that there's a lot of collective trauma down in Melbourne that has been very unresolved. It feels like a lot of people are living as if nothing's happened, trying to get back to normal life, trying to put on, you know, this front that that everything's normal, everything's fine, nothing happened. And that's really not the energy that I feel is operating underneath. There's, there's a lot of like sadness, a lot of feeling like, you know, there's been silence, there's been, um, <clears throat> the power's been taken away and um, a lot of anger, so much anger, that's um, just like building like a pressure cooker Um and partly it sort of feels like, I, you know, while I was in the city for a couple of days having this meltdown, that I was just releasing some of that. <laughs> and it also 
the whole experience now back on home soil really showed me how incredible my life is here, how grateful I am for the life I've created, for the for the people and the friendships that I have in my world and that it was, uh, I used, you know, I lived there for eight years so I hadn't actually been back for three and a half years and it was just, it was strange, like it was quite, I felt very far removed um, <clears throat> in some ways from that whole world and just like, like in a dream, like I, I actually caught up with some, some friends I used to work with down there. Um, one I have kept in touch with for some time and the other I hadn't seen for at least maybe five years. And reflecting on the times that we shared, it was it was so surreal. It was um, just like another life away. And I also felt like my being there was on this some level of completion Um completion for that time and uh, for just being able to f receive the goodness that that experience gave me um, because I made some choices down there based on a lot of fear, based on feeling very limited with my choices and for a, quite some time I feel I had a lot of shame around those choices that I made. Um, and that I wasn't fully able to get the gift um, of what had happened during that time. And I really felt that this, this moment that I had with these friends talking about um, this life that we'd shared was um, that completion that I had been hoping for um, and that I could just put that chapter of my life to bed um, and move on and it's a it's like this energy at the moment it's really interesting it, it says all of this completion happening but at the same time, there's there's new beginnings. <laughs> and because nothing ever stops and starts, it's like happening all at the same time. And so I think the words that I was saying to a few friends was it can feel very discombobulating um, because... Excuse me, I just had an ice cream. Because <laughs> um, it's like, who the, who am I anymore? What am I doing Am I, I thought I was doing this and now I'm not so sure. Do I even like that anymore? Um, and, you know, what are my dreams and aspirations for the future? Um, and actually even getting to the place of really allowing yourself to ask greater like, what would it take for you actually to gift yourself permission to ask for your craziest, wildest dreams to show up? And it's taken me 
I've realized 35 years <laughs> um, and I definitely have tapped this energy on and off over the time so not discounting any of that I feel like everything I've asked for everything I've dreamed of has has manifested to date um, and so allowing myself to actually desire bigger has been a theme that's been sort of in and out of my awareness for some time because I feel the first 30 years of my life um, I was very mobile I lived a life very nomadic really being able to put everything in my car move to the next house not accumulating many possessions um, feeling like I had a lot more freedom because of that choice and um, probably having a lot of judgment about people that had stuff not necessarily conscious but <clears throat> just thinking that <clears throat> of course these points of view would have come from parents church spiritual some of them are very heavily spiritual um, judging beliefs of <clears throat> you know wanting and de having desires is like a sin and um, it's the key to suffering because it leads to disappointment and attachment um, and so I think looking back now there was probably a part of me that was quite righteous in um, not having stuff and I did allow myself to have cars I always wanted to have a nice car because that was like my home and I think I justified it as such um, that was my freedom it was it was um, a lot more about the meaning that it gave me of independence and um, living life on my own terms and I tried I dipped my toe into like all the things um, in my mid-twenties when I decided I needed to buy a property had my car had furniture had nice clothes and Prada handbags and went on you know holidays and um, and then I, I felt like some of those parts um, that I had ticked off this list were stressful they were heavy they were not what I thought that they would be I thought they would give me this sense of freedom and and stability um, and if anything I actually felt quite stressed <laughs> um, because I hadn't really built it in a sustainable way I hadn't built a foundation to actually hold me up to be able to hold all of these these things in my field <clears throat> and really receive them and so everything came crashing down I had to leave my job I I've sort of spoken about this but I got really 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 sick and I got rid of everything partly because I needed the money to survive and the other part was I had told myself that all the choices I'd made the bad choices and everything I would bought with those choices was negative energy and I had to get rid of all of it um, so I did I again went back to you know nothing living out of a suitcase um, and it's it's quite hilarious because I 
met my fiance sort of on my way out of Melbourne, living in a suitcase, just um, staying at a friend's house till I decided my next move. And when we got together, it was almost like that energy started to infiltrate into his world. Um, it was like a hand grenade. I think I'm like a bit of a, I say that, a bit of a hand grenade <laughs> come into people's world and everything turns upside down. Um, all the things they've been trying to push to the the bottom come rising to the surface because <laughs> um, I'm an activator. I'm a catalyst. I'm here to flick the switch for people to live their best life. So everywhere you're not in alignment, everywhere you are, you know, trying to pretend that you're normal, that you can have a normal life, whatever the hell that is, um, and everywhere you've just been uh, a chameleon hiding from yourself um, becomes dissolves and you meet, you meet yourself, you meet your soul, um, which is all kinds of fun, as you can imagine. So, of course, I like to, I, I you know, trust that people are asking for that <laughs> on another level whilst um, there may be resistance at first. And so, naturally, I went through this experience with with my other half where he had had a life of almost like attachment, like the opposite to me. He'd had all this stuff from his successful businesses, like houses and boats and cars. And, um, and still had some of that when we met. And he went through a big shedding, a big um, clear out, a big detox. And... Uh, had a lot of attachment to letting all of that go. It took some time. And it's almost like sometimes I think we're living opposite lives in terms of how we have been until now and what, what our desires are. Um, but fortunately, we do meet on quite a few key points. <laughs> and so... Um, where was I going with all of this? Oh, yes, getting to the point of allowing attachment. Um, so I've noticed that there's some bigger asks that I've had in my field for some time, and one of them is a house. And I've never really wanted one more since I've had kids. I think I've been quite happy to enjoy the lesser responsibilities of just having a rental property and just being having some flexibility to move, not accumulating too much stuff. But since having kids, I just have this deep desire to nest, to have some, put down my roots, um, to have some stability, to give them what I felt like I didn't have because um, similarly, my parents decided to, in our early years, um, take the journey of the church and so that meant moving moving quite frequently um, to pursue my dad's interests 
And I love so much of what that did give me about the desire for change and being flexible and um, not so attached. Um, but getting to this place of actually really allowing myself to desire those material objects again, which really is the energy behind it that I'm going for, which is um, feeling of groundedness. And noticing all of the dialogue around the, those around me as I share with some of my closest friends and family what my dreams are and this whole balance of what do you keep sacred, what do you verbalize because verbalizing it's like gives it more power, gives it, um, you know, like I'm really calling this in. I'm not going to hide it. I'm going to receive all of the energy that comes with asking um, and having my voice in the world, having it come out my mouth, not just like writing it down on a piece of paper. And of course, what have I been met with? But all of the things I used to tell myself like, oh, I'd rather, you know, I don't want to have stability and, and groundedness attached to a home. I need to be able to find that within myself, you know, because my body is my home and I don't want to have to rely on something outside of me to give me the sense of feeling and, and certainty that, I, that I'm looking for. And um, what's another one? Um, well, that's probably the main one that I hear. And it's like this judgment that comes up around like desiring things and like actually asking for what you what you want um, and that there's a wrongness to that or that it means that you don't have the, uh, the awareness that everything is inside of you. And it, oh, it, just, it fucking shits me because... Uh, I've done that for a long time to myself to like justify why I shouldn't desire things or why I shouldn't ask for that. And I've been so blessed to be welcomed into a number of different families where there is this abundance and it's not just in a, an energetic form. It's like it's shown up physically, like they've got all of these beautiful objects, cars, houses, you know, boats, toys. And the the thing that excites me about it is what they do with it. It's like the generosity that ex that expands beyond the family of, you know, this is how I've received someone else's holiday house and it's now been gifted to me as my holiday house because they've allowed themselves to be generous, to ask for more, to receive it. And then because they have that, they can gift it to others. And that's actually really what, what excites me is how all of these these resources can be utilized to just have not just my life be better, but everyone that I care about, their life can be can be better and it can be more fun. Like, what the hell are we here for if it's just all about being a monk and trying to keep your peace and you know not have it, not ever getting attached to something and. I, I just know that I've done that like many, many lifetimes over and over. So I actually don't feel like I have to prove that to myself anymore, that me desiring 
material objects has anything to do with my level of consciousness or if I'm spiritual or not, or if I'm enlightened or not, or if it's like going to weigh me down on my path to like becoming uh, like Jesus. <laughs> it's kind of, it feels like it's the biggest wank in um, the spiritual world. And so I'm kind of rejecting that right now. And I'm calling in, I'm calling in my house. I'm going to win a house. I even know that. I'm like, I've gone from... Way back when, having all this guilt around having a house and needing to find find everything within to like, I'm going to win a house. Maybe I'll even win multiple houses. <laughs> and actually knowing and feeling that within myself. And it's exciting because there's been a lot of shit to clear to get to that, to actually allow myself to ask for that and to not judge myself for it. So... If 2023 could be the year where for a moment, at least in this moment, you just stop judging yourself and making yourself wrong and having a guilt trip about having desires, asking for something, like what would you really call in for this year? And if it wasn't ace also, if you didn't give a shit what anyone else thought, about your ask what would you ask for what's the thing or things that you would really love to experience in this life and you don't need any reason or justification for desiring it it was it's literally just an experience that you would like to have that feels really fun and you know start with you of course I've mentioned like I go bigger and like, oh, look how much, how it's, there's me and like that's fun for me. But then how much fun would it be for all the people in my life? If, if we could just sort of wind it back to you um, and getting the energy of what excites you, what would that be? What would it feel like? And if you can just imagine any of the shit that appears as you're trying to tune into this, you can visualize yourself like with a giant leaf blower, blowing it all away. And every time that junk comes in, those people, those thoughts, those feels that aren't even yours come into your field as you tap this energy of your desires, of your dreams, of your asks. Just get the leaf blower out. Keep blowing all that shit away. <laughs> Lower all of your walls and barriers to receiving and allow yourself to receive through every cell of your body. And then make it bigger. Allow yourself to dream, to ask, to receive bigger. And you may even feel as you get a sense of your energy around you, within you, without you, around you. 
and you push it out and you expand it three feet around you and find the edges where you feel a little bit uncomfortable and then push a little bit further and get a sense of the energy of all of the things in space that you have been asking for and perhaps not allowed yourself to fully receive until now. Allow yourself to luxuriate in all of these dreams, possibilities, in just the magic of being you. And if anything's come to you, you might like to just make a few notes or just return to this recording and commit to being in the energy for a couple of days, maybe even a week. I've been doing a lot of activation and being with the energy of my desires over the last week myself. Uh, I've also shared previously that um, a couple of years ago I painted some activation codes, some creation codes that have been asking for me to share more publicly and there is one uh, very appropriate for this transition. Um, it's the code number nine and it's all about completion and new beginnings. So if you feel called to receive that, I will put a link in the show notes below. Um, and even just by receiving this code, uh, sitting with it, meditating with it, gazing on it, you are able to receive energetic support in activating all of your creations and clearing the shit that may be interfering with you accessing all of that. And at the start of this episode, I mentioned about um, the sharing of the creation process. And what I've noticed is as I have shared with some of my close friends and family a little bit more detail of my emotional um, experiences, that more often than not, it will trigger trigger stuff in other people. And I know I've been really good at sort of avoiding doing that, but it also has meant more often than not that I have 
stopped being myself, like being the bigness of me, sharing of myself to like full capacity. Um, not just sharing like when things are great, but sharing when I'm not okay and when I'm struggling and when I'm having, you know, challenges with motherhood in particular. And what I have seen is that usually it will trigger someone into this space of like that I'm not acknowledging how great I have it or I'm not appreciating all the support and the love that I do have or, you know, that. I'm discounting and devaluing um, the great parts of my life because I'm allowing myself to like have a moment of funk. And I had this really powerful conversation with with my partner where I said to him like that when I'm in that space, I don't actually think there's anything wrong with me. Whilst I'm not comfortable, I don't really enjoy like, you know, the feels of um, negative emotions. Uh, I don't actually feel like there's a problem that needs to be fixed, that there's that I can't just easily get myself out of it. Like I, I actually have full trust and faith that no matter what state I'm in, that I always will receive the guidance I require to get the support I need when I need it. And when I shared that with him, he talked about how on his side he has this need of rescuing, that he's aware that his default is that he comes in and he, he wants to rescue. He wants to, like, be, he's like, be the problem solver, I think men do this quite well that's like how they feel their value in the world is ah there's a problem problem to solve but what I've realized is when you operate from that space even when there's not a problem you'll actually find one you'll find one so that you can justify like your value or your purpose and really it's actually just a distraction from being in full allowance of all aspects of life, all aspects of creation and totally letting go of any judgment about that and nature does that really well. Nature doesn't have the point of view about spring being the only time that should be visible, you know, when all of the, when it's beautiful and there's blossoms and everything's bees are buzzing and birds are chirping and everybody's having sex and having babies like that that's the only time that nature should ever show itself its face to us no it shows all of it the bushfires like the trees when they're naked and they've got no leaves and they look gray and when the grass is dried up or when you know things are i don't know less green <laughs> um you get what i'm saying like just what would it take for us to all show up in all of us all of the time and trigger the shit out of each other and then actually take responsibility and realize that it has nothing to do with us and that this is how we actually create intimacy and connection with each other. And it's not to say, I think this is the fine line, is like what is sacred, what, what should be kept sacred and what should be shared. 
I think I'm still figuring that out because there definitely is a space of like not airing out your dirty laundry, especially in respect of those people in your life and an honouring of them, um, but not as an honouring of of you to like make yourself small and um, silent. So I'm figuring that out. I don't have the answers to all of that either. <laughs> um, and it's definitely not glorious. Like I, I can't say that stepping into more intimacy and vulnerability is a glamorous path by any means <laughs> because you're allowing people to really see you and that means they have to see themselves. But trust your discernment about those people that are able to hold themselves in that space as well as receive you. And we will continue this conversation in the future, I am sure. Um, but I am sending you all of my love, all of the magic and miracles for 2023. And if you like this podcast, please hit subscribe and share it with anyone you feel may contribute to. And I will catch you next week. In a spirit of reconciliation, this podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.